0: making sense of it all through feng shui and eastern philosophy in the broader sense. That is today's show on The Lotox Life.
1: If all the birds could fly right now, as high as me somehow, they could see all the things
0: I've been dreaming of. These wings of mine flutter inside, they shimmy and they glide. Breaking forth, crack the shell from this clockwork life. Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart and today is show number 298. And I've just realised I just deviated from saying what I always say, which is I'm Alex Stewart, your host... And today is show number 298. That's how you know you've been podcasting a long time. Um, I am so excited today because we are re exploring Feng Shui and Eastern philosophy on the whole with show past show guest Grace New. And Grace is just fabulous because while she knows so much about her work, her craft, her subject. She's also so curious and that's my favourite kind of show guest because it means live on the show I can ask a question and we can end up exploring something that we had no intention of exploring and do it with curiosity and grace uh, and and really seek to nut a new idea out live on the show. It doesn't happen all the time but today it does Definitely happens uh, several times. It feels like, in fact. So, if you did not get the chance to listen to the first time Grace was on the Low Tox Life podcast, I highly recommend heading back. It was show number one seventy, uh, and in that episode, we really defined uh, the for for more basic understanding what feng shui is. We Tended to talk more about placement of things in the home, uh, choosing homes to live in and uh, and that aspect. And today we really do take things into uh, the much broader sense of what feng shui means and represents. Uh, and then towards the end... It was fascinating because Grace talked us through the stages the world, the stage the world is currently in at the moment, and the phase it's about to move into in 2024, and how that helps us make sense of some of the intense energies that we might be feeling on an individual level, but that we're also seeing playing out on a much broader sense in society, in the world. Uh, this feeling that things are coming to a head almost, and I know I'm not alone in in feeling that energy. I've spoken to a lot of you about that. So uh, it really is just a cracker of a show and I can't wait to get stuck into it. Uh, Of course, we cannot do this show without our amazing sponsors. I have two for you this week. We have Oz Climate. Uh, Boy, have they been an amazing major show guest, so timely given their jam is... Amazing dehumidifiers and air purifiers with the floods that we've had on the east coast of Australia this year. So many of you have noticed mould where you haven't seen it before, um, even growing on your possessions if you've got a bone dry house otherwise, and that indoor air humidity has been a real focus even if someone doesn't have water damage. Uh, Of course water damage needs to be addressed, but it's crazy how many modern buildings are built with these airtight energy efficient um, six, seven star, whatever we're up to now, but we end up with things like condensation on metal windows um, and uh, a whole bunch of issues with indoor air humidity if you can't get good airflow, especially if it's raining, you have buckleys of getting the, the humidity percentage down below 60 where we ideally need it to be to prevent mold growth. So a dehumidifier really is just one of the best things you can have Uh, You have 10% off all year round. If you're not sure about the size of the unit you need based on the floor plan or style of home you have, you can even give them a call and they'll walk you through your floor plan and needs and uh, make sure that you get the best unit for you. Our second sponsor, just for two weeks, so you have to get in quick for this one, is the awesome uh oh my gosh, I was just about to say I was climate. I'm like, no, no, that one you've got all year round is the awesome solid techniques. Now you would have heard me invite Mark Henry, the founder, onto the show last month or was it two months ago already if you're listening live? Um it was such a fantastic show on that founder spirit, uh the pioneering spirit of really creating products. Uh, that are both friendly to us and to our beautiful planet, the incredible multi-century guarantee that Solid Technics pieces have. Uh, I am just such a fan of Mark's work. His whole team is an absolute delight and they work so hard to make sure that you get really incredible quality cookware. Uh, And we've even got some fantastic tools in the works uh, with a new um, Kickstarter campaign that they're launching very, very soon. Uh, So that's definitely one to watch out for, uh, the Solid Technics Kitchen tools. But right now the offer for you until the end, oh, well, you've got about 10 days left. If you're listening to this live, 31st of August is when it ends. Spend $279 on anything in the Solid Technic store. And you're going to receive a free 21 centimetre Oz Iron Lightning Pan worth $109. Your code at the checkout is LOTOX and it's valid from 15th to 31st of October of August for all Aussies. So that is a brilliant deal. The little 21 centimetres is fantastic for scrambling some eggs in the morning for a couple of you for brekkie uh, or sautéing a, a smaller helping of um, meat and veg. Uh, It's a really practical size for someone who works from home solo. I absolutely adore this size. Uh, So, so useful. I get a lot out of it. So um, an amazing offer. Or, you know, if you're in your 50s and 60s and you have adult kids about to move out of home, what a fantastic gift to give them to set them up with some Lotox cookware. So that offer is valid with the code LOTOX on the solid techniques website so all you got to do is spend 279 to get that free 21 centimeter oz iron lightning pan enjoy those offers and now enjoy this incredible exploration of feng shui hello grace how are you
1: i'm well alex how are
0: you? So honoured to be on the show. Yes, I'm so excited to have you back. Now, as I said in the intro, we had a fantastic show a couple of years ago exploring feng shui in the basic sense. I mean, not that it's a basic science. It's very intricate, but to really give people an idea of the potential of examining their home and and flow and um and and seeing how that might be creating blocks or issues or stagnation of some kind in either their body or the home but today we want to dive more into uh, what's happening in the body what's therefore something worth looking at in the elements um uh, that might be clashing and then uh orientations that then might be needing to be examined. So something that we were talking about before we hit record, and it just popped out of your mouth. And I was like, Oh, that's very interesting, because it's certainly something I feel I feel like my body is a pitbull. Sometimes um, our body is a, our bodyguard uh and uh and I'm very interested in this topic because in in my own life sometimes I feel like my body is far too vigilant and it, it tells me there are a lot of things wrong and I'm like oh really do we have to do this please uh but I can't ignore it it gets to a certain point where I really do have to go okay What are you upset about? What do we need to look at? And um, I can't ignore it. Otherwise, it'll just keep escalating uh, until I I calm it down and, and address what it's calling me to address. So I'd like to first start by you elaborating on what you feel that sentence means. Our body is our bodyguard.
1: Uh, to talk about the body and the bodyguard from the feng shui perspective. And I also felt in the last couple of years, people came to me mostly with to do with their health issues, which in traditional feng shui is the way how we use feng shui. Feng shui traditionally is not about making money or bring people, putting a water feature to generate more money. Um, I think that's a modern day um, people, you know, in a way using feng shui, but when we use feng shui in a very integral way, it is always, always the health is the priority to protect our body because our home essentially is an energetic map just like um, in our body has the meridians and the nerves, the different internal organs. If we're looking at our home's energetic map from the feng shui perspective, the floor plan, every single degree, every sector represents part of our body. So when I actually helping, my clients, when they are experiencing some misalignment from the physical perspective, it's really for me to first see what are the symptoms they are exhibiting. Um, sometimes this could be on an emotional level as well. Sometimes they may feel a bit stuck and there is certain trauma is Programmed within their physical body, so there is also there is a body, mind, and and emotion, and spiritual connection there as well. So we may dive deeper later on an unseen level, but just from the body, is your body guard perspective, is it is really calling us to respect your body is the temple to allow the energy to coming through and we are all energetic beings. So when we are not actually listening to the small voice of your body is asking you to do not honoring that little faint voice, usually your body will always start with a very faint voice, maybe a little bit twitch. Maybe your hand feels a little bit sore or your back feels a little bit sore. And we tend to just push aside, we tend to carry on because these are the, the traits that we've been yeah. educated, right? We, yeah. We're soldiering on.
0: I'm, I was just about to use the same phrase, you know, if you hear it enough times in a commercial, I mean, I could sing that jingle from the 90s right now, soldier on, and it's like it's culturally become the mainstay of, of how one is expected to behave. Yeah, absolutely,
1: mm. and it's it's regarded as a good quality, right? And it is also regarded like multitasking. People used to write it in their uh, a resume, a interview for a job. That's a good quality. But these days, we we are being called a. Uh, stolen attention like our attention span is just reducing so much this is all to do with our body like we're not respecting what our body is supposed to do so when your body is sending out the very first signal because it is your bodyguard it is telling us okay this is something that is not so much aligned And if we adjust it back, if we adjust our spine, if we adjust our back, then we'll be back in alignment. But in most times, when we keep going, it will reach in a certain point that your body will have to scream. And most of the time that we don't do anything until your body scream. And most of us, even your body scream, you're trying to not hearing it. And this is the issues that I see. Um, and also talking about that body and mind connection or the, this deeper connection with our energy, like our emotion. Emotion is unseen. It's not physical, but it's equally important. And sometimes our body is the channel. For example, anger is an emotion. Anger, this anger energy traditionally or mostly in the western world i guess anger is being seen as a quality that nobody desires if you're angry you're it's it's not you know you're not an educated person <laughs> or however you don't you you being categorized in this bad behavior where in eastern medicine anger is a channel this means that your body there is certain boundary is being crossed, right? That's when we start to get angry. Angry is a sign that your body is not, or emotionally, there is certain thing is being violated. That's why there is a body. Body comes from the liver, that's the wood element. So, if we are suppressing our anger, in a long, in once, it's okay. And if we continue, if we brought up in a home that will always have to suppress our anger, not to see certain injustice, whatever that might be, then this person probably down the track will experience some liver issues because the anger emotion is in relation to the liver. What, what happens here is all to do with the energy so when the energy is supposed to go out like if you're looking at the nature or if you're looking at the animal world for example the ducks having a fight how they release their energy is they flap their wings so they allow the energy to come out and then two minutes later they find they're working peacefully, they're sitting down. But well, with our human, we tend to hold that energy within. So when the energy is supposed to be outwardly, is not actually releasing properly, we are holding it within our body, within our skin, with our bone layer, within our fascia layer, within our muscles, and they becomes trauma. Trauma doesn't have to be large or major events trauma is anything small happened along the way trauma can be when you were six years old when someone said your article or this homework is rubbish and then you hold that within your energy field and release that becomes trauma
0: gosh you- i actually remember in year one or year two year one my homework was held up in front of the class, and there was—I had rubbed something out so much that um, it had gone through the paper, and it was held up as an example of um, messiness and awfulness. And uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that I actually remember that as a forty-six-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, so it's just really true. funny that you shared that as like a random example and yeah. i'm like oh yeah that happened to me and i'm sure a lot of people listening could feel the same. i know my son has been mm. made an example of that way as well and i i was really upset about it of for course him. Mm. yeah see we're not upset. helpful yeah. yeah
1: totally and these are the things along the way even the person was not, have no intention to humiliate us or shame us along the way, but how we take in the energy can store within your body. So along this lifetime, this is where more healing, um, and I actually, by the way, I really regard Feng Shui as a healing, has certain healing power as well, sometimes because it point us to the certain points. Why? Why? and or our body is really guiding us where it needs to be healed and then we'll hit the energy pockets for example these traumatic events like you know happened so long ago uh, you might not even remember sometimes but unconsciously you hold on to that upset um or you being upset right and then it depends on how everyone process. Some people can process as, oh, you know, shame or whenever they're in public, they might be feeling really nervous or, you know. So everyone's response is so very di- different. Depends on what kind of healing you're doing along the way to release that energy. So I guess this is a very long answer to your question about the yeah. body
0: is your bodyguard. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Um, and so y- you've alluded a couple of times in that um that individually we're impacted in different ways and things manifest in different ways. Can we talk briefly about the different um signs and energies of people in groups like fire, water, etc.? So and some characteristics when we are at peace and perhaps when we are not um, so that people can start to see for themselves you know I'm sure you could probably do a check your Chinese yada yada online these days with get a nice neat little answer but I think it's always more interesting to actually introspectively hear someone talking about the different qualities and then relate to some of them um, yeah, that be, absolutely. I think, fascinating and super helpful to people.
1: The Each of us, as an energetic being, our constitution is different. It's like our energetic makeup is different. So what is so fascinating about our destiny chart, which is really our cosmic blueprint, because the moment we were born, was the heaven and earth energy comes together. So this construct this, what I, Chinese astrology or four pillars of destiny chart, which contains or being represented by the five elements. So the five elements are the wood, fire, earth, metal and water. So each of us essentially is in our chart we may have all five we may have one or two three everyone is different which makes each of us so unique and so different from everyone else so this is where when it comes to the general advice it's always good to take a grain of salt how does that apply to me and i just I think it was this week I was on my Instagram and I like to do occasional stories when the energy pops up and I just jump on there and I observed this age, this, this you know, currently, this society, this current we're moving through. There is no shortage of information. There is so much information. Everything you jump on Google will tell you. So under this circumstance of we're bombarded with so much information, we really need to be discerning what are we taking in, right? And this is where I believe, knowing our constitution, knowing who we truly are, what is our essence at birth, what is our own or my own high-value gifts and talent and my superpower, How do I receive a certain piece of information and allowing that to interact with my unique energy makeup is the true to thrive in current age because then we'll feel anchored. We will not be like the willow, we will be the oak tree. We'll be like this oak tree deeply rooted in the ground okay, there is this wind or trend coming through. Does that actually works for me? You will hear so many people will, like, you know, these days in our inbox will be bombarded. Like you can 10 times this income or seven strategies that, you know, to create this amazing wealth or health or whatever. But is is it based on you or is it based on them? So so coming back to the essential of the five element, um, let's say for a wood, if your essence at birth is the wood element, you would need to know, okay, being a wood, and obviously there is an in and young, yin wood and young wood polarity. But I think for the purpose of this, I probably won't go into individual de- detail. But in general, just as a wood energy, wood energy impulse is going up like a tree, right? So wood people can be impulsive, but at the time, or they can be impatient. And sometimes the prominent emotion for them is anger and frustration. So if you're a good person, you will know this is your tendency. You will not feel guilty or shame about this because you know this is part of you. And this is another thing as we learn the elements or deeply understand who we truly are, we have or we arrive at this place that we have full acceptance to who we are. We do not carry certain guilt, we do not carry certain age shame, and we because we know this is in our bones. This is how I was born. This, but what I will do is how can I channel this anger and frustration into creativity? into certain passion that I do because wood people are so brilliant. They are the executioner, they are doers, they are the builder of the structure in the world. So they are the leaders as well because wood is really about vision, seeing the future. So wood people will always be so upright and they hold this deep trust within them. They will speak their truth, they will say, they will correct the wrong. They will be the one to go and roll up their sleeves and they do it. So would people, once they get over their anger the stage and they be amazing, competitive, and they are the builder of the world, literally. You know, so um, the... Um, sorry, I'll go on to the next next element. So, So, yeah. Um, for like in comparison, the water people would be so very different. Water people would be uh, much gentler in their approach. Uh, water people has this deep wisdom because they're deep thinkers. They are philosophers. They really move. They go with a the flow. They move with uh, around the obstacles. So water people have a very, very different energy. So their predominant emotion could be procrastination. So their first respond, unlike wood people, they might be angry or frustrated. The water people might deal with the situation with fear. So when when they have so many ideas, they're so creative and imaginative, but when it comes to taking action, they might procrastinate for two days a week until the they feel the idea is no longer there so Uh that could be the water people they need to aware what is their superpower and what is actually stopping them from being so brilliant okay Um, yeah so shall we keep going for the other three yeah let's do it (laughs) all right so the metal people is this very systematic energy. Think of the metal. Metal is cold and less emotional, not as emotional as the fire people. But metal people is so analytical. Metal people, are they have this brilliant ability to see beyond the skin deep. They dive deep. They give you this insight, they see patterns and they also be able to come back or come with a solution to guide people. So metal people is very straight to the point, and you will see a lot of metal people or in their chart, they have a strong metal element. They are they working in the banking industry, they, they, they you know in the legal um, professions. So because they're systematic, they're analytical, they have this huge... Um, Ability to see the pattern and see the trend and predicting the trend as well. They forecasters, where the fire people's energy is more radiating from three hundred and sixty degrees and like metal, they kind of single, single-minded. You know, very single-focused. So fire people is really the life of the party. Fire people are. It's all about fusion, it's all about connectivity. It's that warmth, think of the sun in the sky, right? It's the warmth radiating out. It's the candlelight in the darkness that be able to provide people vision, provide people light. So fire people also very, very spiritual because from the traditional Chinese medicines perspective, fire is in relation to the heart and spirit. So so fire is really about that hard energy. So, you know, if you are a fire person and you feel, oh, this is so hard for me to focus. And this is where we need to really accept every, every single part of us, but then focus on what you do best. The fire people are brilliant to motivate others because their energy comes in so strong everything surrounded them they'll feel this contagious energy but then once the fire goes down it's it goes you know cold so the key for the fire person is to actually manage their up and down this kind of um energy flux right so it's very very important as well and Um, so
0: um we work it out with the last number of our birth year, correct? Is there, like, do we work at, you know, in terms of working out who we are?
1: Who we are, I, I call this your, what is your essence at birth? So in our chart, we'll have all different uh, characters or the different types of five uh, five elements, energy. So when we're looking at our innate birth chart, we're looking at the day. We're looking at the energy in the day pillar. So for anyone who don't really know what the four pillars of destiny charts uh, is, you can always jump on my website and it's you can generate instantly, be able to see. So in the day pillar, you will know whether you are wood or earth or whatever. So, I think we're missing the earth element.
0: Yes, no, go for it. Sorry, but, I just sort of asked that question.
1: So very so very quickly with the earth people. Earth people has this, such a beautiful, gentle energy, yet at the same time, the young earth can be very strong and think of the mother earth very anchoring. The earth person is. All about community. So Earth person, the most most important thing is to create boundaries for your Mm -hmm. energy, because you will always tend to put yourself last. I think you are Alex. You probably is Earth.
0: Mm, I gosh, it's been so long since I did it. So I was born in a nineteen seventy five year. I have to go
1: back and mm, check your
0: chart. Yes.
1: Earth person is. It sounds
0: like me, but it sounds like a lot of women, you know, yes, especially middle aged, where you're mm, at a career mm, peak, you've got the young kids, you know. Parents. It, so yeah. Everyone yeah. goes
1: first and you're the last. Mm. So, Earth person really needs to put themselves unapologetically on the highest priority because, or we'll, we'll have that deep knowing that when your cup is fully filled, it is actually an indirect way that you're helping others because your energy is different. You, how you help others would be more, um, in a more integral way, um, that is actually benefit the whole world. This is where the, you know, that when we're deeply knowing our essence at birth, what is our constitution, energy, we know how we can strategically direct our energy, how we can preserve our energy best and how we can close those energy leaks so that we can actually best serve the world.
0: Yeah. And what about, you know, something that um, we were talking about earlier before we were recording was uh, looking at, and we're going to jump into health and physical symptoms of different uh, people and how you could get a clue as to what you might need to work on to uh, realign. What about when you're one sign uh, or or element, sorry, and then another element just keeps shoving itself in your face, like, um, you know, making you feel like you're actually a different element when you are not, is that a thing? Because I sometimes feel like that's a thing for me. Like fire mm, is yes. is my bodyguard sign. You know, yeah. all the alarms go off in a multi-system, massive mm. nervous system sort of way, and then the heart, um, where it's impossible to ignore. And that feels like the equivalent of there's a fire and fire trucks are coming and we're all trying to put the fire out. And what are all the things we have to do to put the fire out? In my case, that's usually move house, change furniture. Like it's a big deal. Why does fire keep showing up for me if I'm much more of an earth element? What, what what happens with those incongruencies? Are they things we need to pay attention to? Is that where the work lies? Is what I, I guess I'm interested in.
1: Yeah. From the broader sense, is definitely everyone's journey would be very different.
0: Right? Mm, yeah. Absolutely. Life,
1: life is a journey, life is an experience. And this is where after I've done so many clients case cases or solve their I I call it cases because it's like a diagnostic case and mm. you know, done the feng shui and seen, including myself as well. The more I've done this, I realize that sometimes what we need to do is not to make ourselves wrong. If we go down to the energetics of right or wrong, we also tend the energy will becomes really tense we start to build this relationship, like a fighting relationship Mm. with with our home, eventually we'll be with our life. Can we relax into this energy where everything coming into my life, this is an experience and with full acceptance and then also seeing this is a gift. And I understand this can be, sounds like a cliche. Yeah.
0: When or, or, one, you know, the equivalent, the spiritual equivalent equivalent of chin up, you know, yeah. there's a lesson in yeah. this for all of us. And like, That's like right. um, hello, my mum yeah. just died, or, you know, yeah. like and yes. that person right then does yes. not need to hear that kind of language. So I completely get what you're um, yeah alluding to there in not wanting to frame this to be Mm. a don't worry, there's a positive to this. It's more about the fact, the reality that some of Mm. life's lessons Mm, in becoming who we truly are or leaning into our real, our true essence uh, and that birth element um, is not necessarily easy if we have, as you were saying earlier, ignored 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 Mm. it can often manifest Mm. in a really tumultuous um storm
1: absolutely yeah and it's not about being positive all the time at all and we this is where we we need to allow everything allow that emotion such as anger we mentioned allow sometimes i do feel like i don't don't even want to get out of the bed and we need to honor that and this is where our body called for and we need to really do that without even feeling guilty because most of the time we do like we strive with our business and we and this is where sometimes the energy I have to try to get myself actively move out of, you know, if I have a half day out, I feel guilty. How oh, I should have to do this. But let's come back and talk about this clash you mentioned. Sometimes as if these big alarming bells continue to ring in your life, that does mean or that has something to do with your innate chart. So, coming back to the chinese metaphysics or acupuncture feng shui and astrology is really about that balance between the yin and yang ultimately this is the whole world is about when when we actually distill to something very simple it's really about the balance between the yin and yang because there is a very old ancient text talking about the yin and Yang. When Yin and Yang are in harmony, life is born. So when we're talking about that balance, is the Yin and Yang are not in fighting relationship. They are in harmony. Means that they they together as if they are one. If you see the Yin and Yang. Symbol, they're not separate. There is always this in and young, there is always this interconnectivity there. Where even coming back to what how we see in the life situation, sometimes the life situation, um, you know, is not from our egoic mind will classify as bad, but there is also the in and young within that as well. So, if we can see that layer, then. We, we truly unleash or release that thing. We are in fight, in struggle with life. And this is where we get to decide what is the relationship between us and life, us and money. People have a very intense relationship with money, you know, always a struggling relationship can you be in a loving relationship with life with money Um, even from every day when we talk oh life is a struggle see then that vibration will also manifest you become vibrational match become you know to to manifest all these things into your life it will be a struggle how about let's build a relationship that everything gets easy right my life is an experience I accept everything and I allow it to be easy then and since I think this year because there are so many changes I start to use this as my own personal model as well I allow things to be easy in my business, in my life, in my looking for house situation. Yeah, I'm looking for property as I'm, well. I'm trying to yeah. believe that.
0: I don't think I'm there yet. Yeah, yeah.
1: but but mm. if, and that is fine. Like we don't mm. even need to rush with the process. Sometimes it is the journey. So when we see, and I have been in this current house for three and a half years, and we sold our place this year and we've been looking i've been receiving so many signs when every time we want to rent and the sign i receive i've been rejected so so they don't even accept you right um, and thinking of like you know we don't have pets or kids and high income and then i don't even know what's the reason but it sounds like i need to stay in this house so i receive the sign so i have to curb my impatience I have to create this sacred space within the current environment that I am in then allow this journey to unfolding in its own own way so yeah I think that in in, um, different ways that we're all doing that isn't it
0: yeah, absolutely. And is there a significance in the different, well, I, I know there is, but I would be very keen to see um, any particular things that you see coming up repeatedly for clients in different types of symptom clusters or presentations of certain chronic um Conditions, whether that's achy joints, achy muscles, or whether it's thyroid problems, or, you know, for me, it's nervous system. When things come up again and again, um, where do you take a client from a feng shui perspective? uh when you're seeing that coming up because you mentioned the number one thing that people tend to end up coming to you for where you would think oh feng shui let me uh put something in the corner and i'll get a windfall you know like a very 101 understanding from a western perspective of feng shui Um, it goes much deeper than that into how you can investigate based on the person and what life experience they're currently having
1: Yes, so much so. So when the client came to me with certain health issues or their family's health issues they would like to improve, so the first thing, obviously, we communicate. But sometimes, even without our first session, usually I will look at their floor plan, which literally is the energetic map of this home. I already know without talking to them what potential be the issues for them. And of course, I also look in conjunction with their birth chart. So I know there's certain in certain constitution that you might have a weak uh, certain system. For example, for you, Alex is the fire element related. It's more a heart and nervous system. That's very, very prominent of fire energy, right? So there is an imbalance between the water and fire And so the water, you're very, very sensitive with water damage, or some sort of water imbalance in your life, in the properties in homes. So there is so that you know, so moving forward that you will know how you can, anything you're taking in within your body is going to be, for example, water is going to be in pristine condition and how we can manage this fire. We don't, because fire can be out of control in terms of this fire can flame up and then, you know, die down. So when I diagnose my client's issue, I first see from the floor plan. So I know already what could be the possibilities and then in conjunction with what they have communicated with me if they have stayed in the house for a period of time they say okay i have this chronic uh, arthritis let's say you know that joints issues and or immune system um, or when I move into a new, or when the uh, clients move into a new property, suddenly they have this flare flare up of their chronic condition. So before was in control, but suddenly flare up few months after they leaving into this new house. So the latest example is one of my clients have the thyroid issue. She had all these thyroid issue in the past, but it has been in control after the medication and all that. But now she moved into a new home and suddenly this flare up. So I, based on these symptoms, I look in accordance to the floor plan in terms of where is in their home that potentially will cause this misalignment and also manifest in the physical symptoms. For example, thyroid is very much to do with your voice, it's very much to do with the metal element. And if you know a little bit, we talked about metal. Metal is all about communication. So the rooster sign, the rooster sign of the 12 animal sign is belongs to the rooster. So what, what the rooster does, it wakes us up. the morning with the voice so when people tend to have um, communication or have suppression with their words when they have issues of speaking their truth this could be trauma we talked about earlier in their childhood then becomes a pattern if it's not healed along the way this is when the energy go inward and become a thyroid issue but when they moving into a house because of the house let's say as you know we use a metaphor if this house is a person they also have a misaligned point in the west which is metal element or uh, northwest then they become a vibration match vibrational match with my clients who have these illnesses already you see, so there is an energetic match. That's why she actually, that's why initially she finds this place. That's why she, the house also chooses her. So when we have a certain pre existing condition, becomes a, a vibrational match with a certain property that is also misaligned in that way.
0: <laughs> so, do I basically need to go and look at a house inspection and go, this place is awful. I'll take it, like because I, it's like I'm, um, like the the water damage is looking for me. Is that like what's happening? No, or have I got that wrong?
1: So, what I'm explaining to you is there is a reason sometimes we're being drawn to certain property okay so what is actually showing us the property sometimes? then for example, she came to me okay, so we are going to look into the west or the northwest sector. So we're going to see what other is aligned point in there and then we change it. then this will this this will start to support her. And also from an, another underlying perspective is you know, that there might be certain level of truth this person is not yet ready to face. And sometimes the, pr- the property will bring it to the certain level so that you can heal it, you can move through this energy. So with you, Alex, I would say If you continue to find everything that the property you seek or your property in your way is tend to have the water damage, um, I would say there is a constitution connection there, right? Because we we said you might have over-energized fire or under-energized fire. So when water comes and it becomes a prominent trigger for you, But water also itself, let's look at water itself. Water is really about ancestral, it contains because water is in relation with kidney in our body. Kidney is the ancestral energy there. There is certain deep connection there that if you recall those properties you've seen There might be certain things you beyond just water damage. There is something there that you might need to dig a little bit deeper to see. Would there be a fear because the water energy is in relation to fear? Is there certain things that you feel that you are not ready yet to tap into? It could be not even in this lifetime. It could be in your ancestral lines that. have been carried in this ancestral energy there too so but water is the element i would say for you to pay attention to to um, bring your consciousness you know what happens because everyone as i mentioned everyone's chart is different everyone's journey is different and of course we can also look at your property to see but From what you have told me, it seems the water and fire, these two elements, although in clash, but water and fire, when they work together, it's beautiful. The most beautiful scene we see is a sunset reflecting on this beautiful ocean, everyone in out to that scene, right? That's when water and fire are in harmony And this is where sometimes it could be a life kind of exploration, let's say. And, you know, that it's, it's like sometimes I write this one sentence mantra for each element It's like water people is we um, usually that we just need to see the fear as our closest companion but it's not really stopping us from doing anything where the fire people can panic at times that's their nervous uh, nervous system's immediate response they panic Um, and how we can actually smooth that kind of ride because their energy is up and down is more fickle in a way where where metal people tend to judge the wood people tend to be angry we talked about and the earth people tend to sacrifice so if we see that from the elements perspective and i i love to connect with the nature world so as you see that i described every single element everything if we see the earth the nature world is our teacher There is no judgment. There is no ego. There is just so much learnings and nourishment and love in the nature world. And that's where when I seek any wisdom, I go back to nature. And this is so much for a lot of people, for earth people, for for all all of us really go back to nature, hug a tree.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, best medicine, right? Absolutely best medicine. I remember when I was so sick and I was just like twitching just like Christmas tree lights going through my body. It was unbelievable, the sensation, um, feeling so um, helpless, out of control, under attack. You know, the, those are the, the things that come to mind. I just would lie on the ground in the park just face down <laughs> or slightly to the side so I could breathe. But um or on the sand and you know I just felt like I needed to be as grounded as possible and it would always help um yeah fascinating
1: you just reminded me have you tried to have a bath or swim in water yes so
0: swimming in the ocean amazing yes bath awful I, I get uh, mm-hmm. I overheat very very easily. Okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. So cool water seems to be your remedy, isn't it? Mm. Cool yeah. water. And now thinking you are an earth, the fire produce fire element produces earth, which means that the fire element represents your resource. The resource represents your health and well-being. So this could be why you're doing what you do. Right? This your beautiful thing, this beautiful podcast that you have been doing and benefits so many people is through your own experience because of the charts that allows you to, or in a way, it's already said the path is, is about health. So the fire in your like because you are your person being in earth, I think it's in earth. And then the fire element is what supports you because fire burns everything down, becomes the earth. So your constitution, your wealth and your health is the highest priority. How you protect it, how you create your boundaries, what sues you, how you allow your body to lead before your mind leads, before your mind leads the whole thing. Usually we allow our mind to be the boss, but really come back to that point that we talked about at the start of the show is we really allow the body to lead. Body leads and mind follows. It is only when our body feels safe, feels we are safe with the world and then we're able to thrive to create that wealth to create or tap into our gift and you know live our purpose so really come back to body
0: yeah absolutely and i think over the years um i've become so unapologetic with needing a day on the couch (laughs) and just doing nothing or a day, you know, where I hang out, relax and um, do a little bit of that at home but also in a park or on a beach and just ignore the to-do list and the people and the emails and everything because I have been such an overextender for so long and I think part of that became um. It was just, you know, being an expert in an area that not many people were an expert in. And so, literally, thousands of people saying, Well, what should I do? What shampoo should I use? What, you know, tooth flush am I supposed to be swapping to in those early years? Um, and I'm certainly not blaming my community for a chronic illness. Absolutely not. But I think it's interesting that uh, it's much more to do with the um, over responsiveness and just, uh, answering a call because you can't—you can't even imagine taking a step back to plan how you might be most effective. Which, of course, in the end, for me, became e-courses because it's like, oh, it's all here, and I can help groups of people through this instead of answering people's individual questions. And I think um, uh, that convergence, as we talked about, especially with middle-aged women, thirty to fifty-five, where you have family elderly parents and um, the uh, peak career time all converging at the same time can be a a very uh, unexpected, if you like, um, stage of life. No one prepares you for it. No one says. So things are going to get really busy when you hit your 30s and 40s. Um, let's talk about contingency and boundaries and let's set those up for you now so that you can protect your health look after yourself and thrive during those years uh, instead of um, being hit by them and I would say most women maybe men listening as well feel like they are hit by the intensity of Multiple things happening in their middle-aged life. Would you say that that might be um, something you've observed in clients of those ages?
1: Absolutely. I think mm, every not so just those, not just those around that age brackets, of course. But I would say since 2020, this energy uh-huh. has yes. been. I was so going to ask you
0: about that. Yeah,
1: So overwhelming Mm. because I love to talk about this because the energy, this is like a new era. From the feng shui perspective, there is a reason for this. We are currently at the very end of what we call the feng shui age eight. So feng shui age eight started from 2004 and each age lasts for 20 years. So this is a very significant amount of time and I call this a new universe. So literally we are about to put an end to the feng shui age eight universe and we're stepping into the feng shui age nine which start from 2024 to 2044, 20 years. So as we know, like, you know, as the energy is not just to change overnight. So you're going to have this slow build up. The build up started around even before 2020, but 2020, we all felt it. Yes. Last couple of years. Which, Absolutely.
0: And I think yeah. for me, if I'm thinking about, I'm very interested in politics. I follow, I've always followed history. I did a degree in um, European political history um and you see these patterns like if you're you know if you think about applied history as uh as a humanities um subject where you look at patterns in the past and how things converge to create global events and and what things were at play i see a lot of those things at play now um you know polarization uh and Uh, outrage and a lot of anger confusion fighting especially now with this new layer of social media where we can all get into verbal fisticuffs online Um, but what I find energetically is really interesting by comparison to old school fisticuffs war-like fighting is you don't have the cleansing after effect of like the ducks, roughly, you know, getting all shitty and then going, "Whoa, gosh, okay, well, we don't need to go through that again. Let's just all calm down. And we're not having that in this current moment. So it almost feels like uh, we need assistance in finding that calm um, yin balance to the incredibly yang sensation of these times. Yeah. Am I articulating that all right or? yes okay.
1: you're spot on because there is definitely this this balance or we are called to bring this in energy literally within inward and this is where the last two years has taught us as a humanity when we are being stopped of going out to be staying indoors we have to really look within this is where a lot of people has been going through a spiritual awakening in the last two years and you're also right there is a two force of energy are at war this the feminine energy is now really rising up and as we saw that last year particularly on the Australia political landscape the feminine power is starting to show up and this will continue to show uh, there will be a lot of revelations literally in It feels like there's a revelation
0: (laughs) every day right now. It's like, oh, okay, so that happened, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like there's a lot of, um, uh, there's a call for accountability in, in all sorts of areas. You know, certain groups are calling for a more accountable, transparent healthcare system Certain groups are calling for a more transparent, accountable political landscape where you really feel like if someone does something bad that hurts a lot of people or does something just for them that ignores the benefit of other people, that should be held to account. And I think there's a a, a huge energy there. Um, And what's fascinating to me is polarization actually takes us away from true accountability uh, and freedom because when you put your energy into one camp and go, okay, well, this is the camp that has to win and I will make concessions for all those aspects of the camp because I get my one thing in that camp and then the other people on the other side are doing the same, then there's no freedom or accountability because it will always be concessional. Uh, and uh, we will always turn a blind eye to certain, you know, aspects of whatever it is we've decided to to pitch at whatever side we've decided to pitch a tent in. Uh, and I feel like spirituality and accepting the grey that lies in real peace and real freedom is going to be what um, the feminine energy is potentially going to help us usher into because it is not the male Fighting war energy—that's going to help us transcend this time. So it's very interesting in our country how that female energy has risen up. Um, yeah, very interesting. So continue. I I've, I find this fascinating that we've landed here because a lot of people yes. are confused.
1: And this is where last couple of years many of us from people around me from my clients i know so many of us possibly on different levels we all has been going through or experiencing so much change
0: Mm.
1: on geographic level people are moving changes in careers relationships circumstance breaking down a lot of things has been breaking down in a way you know some of us may see that as challenge but I also see breaking down things when things breaking down can also be falling into place as well, because it has been way too long for us to using, you know, that we're the good girls trying yeah. to hold things together, <laughs> yeah. you know, the things meant to actually broke and just let go stop using the sticky tapes and this is the time this is a time where huge shift is happening particularly august this is literally the halfway point uh, from the chinese calendar perspective that we are really moving into this energy portal It's like this sliding door moment. You're going to have to make a decision because the landscape is changing. This is where I mentioned anchoring down into our body is so very important. You're going to have to be conscious. There will be a choice out there. There will be the external environment asking you to do this and that. But until you truly know, anchoring down, know who you are, What choices is actually honoring you that you will really get disoriented. This is where when people has been doing a lot of healing along the way, they have been calibrate themselves, integrate with this new frequency, they will gently be upheld by this energy because this energy will only ramp up. In the next couple of years, and we see the economy, the inflation, the current instability within the financial realm. This will be also a shakeup from the energy perspective. Then we'll be settling into a phase that's starting to moving into the Feng Shui Age Nine, and Feng Shui Age Nine is also it's it's all about the spirituality one of the key themes is moving from the age eight to age nine is what is being valued more is not physical tangible things anymore it's about unseen it's about intangibles hence the spirituality hence the feng shui the energy the cosmic you will hear people used to be in their cosmic or spiritual closet, but now they all come out. They, You will also see the mental illness will become really prominent um, because more and more people we'll realize that beyond the physical, there is a, the mental issue. Not that we haven't been experienced this on the bigger scale, but it will become really public. Everyone will start to talk about this. This is because of the Feng Shui 9 is being governed by the fire energy. And fire is all about spirituality, about the mind, about our seed of consciousness. So all these things will be being brought up to the surface so for people who really gently and but devote you know devote their daily practice to unravel their journey they will find it is easier because this energy will get them upheld it's those people who resist they will start to notice things used to work will no longer work so you know, that it will become a little bit difficult.
0: Yeah. And so, Grace, are you you saying using these last couple of years of the eight energy to really introspectively connect to oneself, go within and make sure we're honouring ourselves and then our place in the world uh, will make for a more peaceful transition into the next age?
1: Absolutely, because the, the feng shui period nine energy, as I mentioned, has is here already. We're already seeing this. As I mentioned, the unseen part, we already see a lot of business is being brought online because of the COVID as a result of the last couple of years of pandemic. So you will see from moving, the movement from physical to the Um, the virtual virtual isn't will be another trend Um, the unseen part dedicate to your spiritual growth so very important because then you will not see we we kind of touched on this before as well that life will no longer becomes or the struggle you see, or the challenges you see. You become this loving relationship with anything comes up that let us gently move through this. It's a healing journey. Um, and then you, you kind of, the, it's more so the way that how we command our energy. Like what are we going to focus on? Are we going to focus on anything goes wrong? Or are we going to command what we truly desire and move through, use those so-called energy as levers to move through that really activate what we truly desire? That's the thing. That's the key theme. And the feminine power is also going to be a prominent theme in period nine. Woman power is going to become very, very strong.
0: Mm. So it feels like you know, it, it, it absolute, I feel that that is the case uh, simply because you see patriarchal energy almost becoming um, too obsessed, erratic, trying, you know, grappling for power, putting band-aids on women's rights and freedoms and, and all, you know, we're seeing that all over the world. Um, and I almost feel like that represents a ah I feel threatened. I'm gonna get loud as I possibly can to try and become as more powerful as I possibly can, but then of course that's gonna fall away. Um and you know that's not saying we don't adore our wonderful men around the world. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's more creating that that true sense of equality freedom of expression and and yes. everyone bringing their gifts to yeah. the table man woman or anything yes. in between as people identify
1: that's absolutely right like when i say the woman's um, becomes a power it doesn't mean that there is a disempowerment within men It's um it's really about that balance between the masculine and feminine and also when you earlier mentioned about this you know the political landscape is you know the different groups and because that's division and this is where the humanity gonna move to um not so much have to be left and right or, or right or wrong this is where the feminine power is we are all one like you know that at the end of the day the if we can combine the masculine and the feminine and the yin and yang, the things will become a life force. And that's so, in a way, that is actually really beautiful. Um, and as we um, touched early on on the feng shui age eight um, and it's also interesting to see the age eight energy was uh, the more so the masculine and you'll see the property boom was happened in the last 20 years as well and where the feng shui age nine is really about so property is a physical right but in feng shui age nine what is going to really thrive or if you want to create wealth and abundance and It is not, I'm not saying the property is going to be out of date, but the focus is going to be your wealth creation coming from unseen, from the energy, from nothing. You can create anything, the infinite wealth basically literally from nothing so there is no excuse for you to say oh i don't have assets i don't have this and i don't have this behind me i don't have a property but if you have your creativity within you you you're ready to tap into yourself in word there is infinite wealth in there
0: which it's fascinating that you say that grace because i interviewed a um a a wonderful man, um, Julian Cribb, a a journalist, environmental political journalist for eons, decades. You know, he's a real stalwart. And he was saying the only way we usher ourselves into a more peaceful, prosperous time is by recognising that we have to move away from the economy of the things to the economy of the mind. And it's what I find so special about then juxtaposing your comment with his is that we have people coming from two completely different perspectives of understanding of what uh, the the world needs and what awaits us if we're brave enough to do the work and recognise what's needed, um, essentially saying the same thing. And that for me is confirmation um, energetically that that's where we're headed because people are arriving at those realisations from very different expertises. It's something I very much hope we arrive at in health. Uh, you know, I, f- I feel like COVID and now long COVID. I just did a show on long COVID because I'm so passionate about this topic and the burden that uh, long COVID presents to uh, the world if we continue to only see that through the Western medical lens, uh, because there are no answers technically in in seeing it through that lens. Um, Whereas if we now start to bring in holistic thinking, um, you know, what are the deficiencies that are meaning the body doesn't have the tools it needs to heal and uh, you know, what are the foreign proteins still flying around and and how do we enzymatically clear those out? You know, naturopaths and acupuncturists and and masseurs and 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 people from different modalities are able to come and sit at the table and provide huge value at a time like this. I hope such valuable um tangible value that it will be finally impossible to ignore that we need to look at health from a both preventative and crisis standpoint in terms of being good at it absolutely Um, uh, which then of course feeds into moving away from stuff because one of the main ways we do that is Moving away from branded foods, uh, you know, you could mm. then start to look at all these different areas um, where what you're saying is about to um, occur. Is um, it, it shows us exactly what what we need to move away from and close mm. up mm. and finish off, and what we need to head towards: less stuff, more growing mm. food, and sitting around tables and and having meaningful connecting conversations and yeah it's, it's fascinating to me fascinating
1: yes because feng shui essentially is really allow us to have this harmony relationship with the earth what we are essentially experiencing at the moment is really earth starting to say no to us because of our human tend to believe that we have power over earth but we forget we are part of the earth we don't have, we we need to behave like a part of the earth rather than uh, controlling and, you know, abuse our power to the earth. There is so much underneath, so many layers under that. But that's essentially what feng shui is all about, is about this harmonious between us and our external environment.
0: Mm. And mm. if something has been, there's that quote, you know, you will it will feel hugely unjust if you've always been privileged for Mm -hmm. equality to exist. Um, It's kind of like it will feel hugely unjust, the notion that we have to change this magnificent modern life full of all the bells and whistles that we've created around us um, because the earth is starting to say no. Yeah. just like women are starting to say no. Yeah. You, know, you know, just like different groups are starting to say no, that's not right. And anyone in the um in the field of privilege then on the other side of that who has benefited up until this point will of course create a huge amount of defensive destructive energy before it finally subsides. So yeah. that's what we're in right now, right?
1: Yes. Mm. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally. Wow. Gosh, didn't we just go a whole bunch of different directions? And there's, <laughs> look, there's we one. Are. There's one thing I really wanted to ask you about, Grace, which mm. kind of brings us much more back to our traditional understanding as me as a Westerner of what Feng Shui is, which is you know moving things around our house and yes. and orientations yes. and things. And it's because we talked about this before we hit record as well, briefly um this misnomer that you have to look for uh, a southwest facing house or apartment if you live in the northern hemisphere and a northwest northeast facing house if you live in the southern hemisphere and you were like no 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 that's just not right um otherwise you would literally have to face every house one yes. way for everyone yes. to be happy and healthy so can you to just finish off yes. with um, something super practical in the feng shui uh, world. Can you usher us through what what should we be doing in terms of orientation preferences and and love to. Run? I mm. love
1: to bust this myth. Yes, thank I you. I love to bust this A nice myth.
0: little myth buster to finish. Yes, yes. Mm.
1: And I love to relief or give people a sense of relief that you do not have to look for north and northeast dual facing. You know, that in Sydney, that's a hot property. Everyone wants to have a north facing or, like, you know, the orientation so that have the sun either at the back, you know, sitting or facing. So... From the orientation perspective, every orientation can have a super good feng shui. There it is. That's the bath. So you can <laughs> okay. have, yeah, you can have a east-west orientate house property to be having a perfect feng shui. I mean, I shouldn't use the word per- perfect because there's no hundred percent perfect feng shui. But you can have a really, really. Uh, aligned, prosperous, support well-being and health. Feng shui, regardless its of its orientation, it can face any. Because let me let me explain this on a more energetic level. So, when a house, let's say, fa- faces north, the From the feng shui perspective or from the energy perspective, it indicates or implies the occupants would make career and income as their primary focus whilst they live in this property. So in a way that I guide my clients or they come to me to choose a property before they commit to any rental or Uh, investment or buying their own home I always ask what is your key intention at this time of your life if they say for example oh I want to start a family or they will want to career and income is their primary intention then the north-facing house is great but if it is starting a family then the west facing house is great it's great for family but for certain people let's say who come out of a let's say the traumatic relationship and they want to really tune into themselves they want to be uh, focused on personal growth and spiritual expansion northeast is a great facing or sitting so it's all very different if we're looking for all looking for a north facing or south facing house, it's like we all want um, you know, the career expansion. And it's like it's just not um, even from our intention perspective, is not the right way to to go about this.
0: Mm. And then can you, and then does it become also because I was thinking from the last time we spoke, I I've Listen to that episode a couple of times because I think you always then get different things as you go deeper into different areas of of what we talked about. Um, it's almost like feng shui and orientation of our house and and where we put our things in the house. It's almost like you have genes. And then, you know, some of us have dodgy ones, some of us have a couple of dirty ones and need to clean up, and then you can optimise based on nutrition, based on lifestyle, based on all these other things uh, to then do the best with what you have because I think a lot of people can panic and and think, oh, my gosh, our place is south-facing and I'm going for all these jobs. It's just never going to work, you know. But, no, yes. you can actually then Absolutely. work with what you have. yes to create the landscape you need for whatever you're wanting to focus on?
1: you. I love your analogy in terms of this, um, this genes and then there is a few things we can clear up. It's like the, we call early heaven and then later heaven is in the way up that we can initiate, we can create changes as well. Um, and this is where when people even just to taking the very first step, booking a consultation or things like that, because that's what literally you are saying to the universe, you want to create changes. Because a lot of people, they just don't want to know. They don't want to know, you know if anything wrong, there is no right or wrong from my perspective. It's really about aligning that energy and optimize that because energy is always moving as well. And my job is to make sure that what we can do is really optimize, not just for everyone, but also based on your personal chart. So the feng shui alignment is to align with you. There is this deep connection between you and your home where we don't normally feel. And this is where... I call it is a resonance, the resonance between you and your home. So not only we, when we creating change to the home, we show the love, it, it says we care about our external environment. I create changes, I bring it to another level. Like you said, we clean up, there is a few afflictions or misalignment. And there is another beauty of looking at feng shui in a more po- in a more initiation and activation way is when we're starting to receive this lessons, the feng shui or your house is actually telling you and you're starting to realize, oh, okay, so there is this anger energy and it's interesting, some of the anger energy is, to do with the conflict um, energy within the house as well. So if you see this connection and you start to change within yourself in a way that you also enhance the feng shui of your home as well. So this is two-way energy exchange. You change you, your your property is actually communicating with you, bring awareness and consciousness to you. So, what do you need to change within you? And when you change you, you also enhance the feng shui. You're sending love to the feng shui. This is how I do feng shui.
0: Yeah. Well, and it makes sense because the idea that you could put all the blame for something not going right in the way a couch is oriented
1: um,
0: is very passive in our own empowerment of Mm -hmm. um, taking hold of our lives and our situation. So I completely agree with that uh, idea that it's a two-way exchange because it's the couch, sure, but what do I need to bring to this? You know? Yeah.
1: And this is a fascinating thing is as soon as you realize, okay, what can I actually empower myself? The solution about the couch is about to show up. Mm. This is the miracle yeah, I wow. see in my client every day. Mm-hmm. Like we do not need to seek a solution immediately because people come to me to seek a certain solution. Oh, I can't. And I love what you used the word, I do with what I've got. Mm. So we do with what we've got. And if we allow to see, there is an element that there is change can be made within ourselves, and we go first, the universe will deliver that solution within your home. And this is the miracle I see every day, and this really gets me excited.
0: Mm, so good, because, gosh, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of how we externalize solutions. Uh, so much know, yeah we, we have productized this. everything yes. outside yeah. of ourselves as being the answer whether it's a join the club diet whether it's a yes. uh you know all the things um and number one is to look within that's yes. that's for me if we have a theme to this episode that went all sorts of places it actually is the thread that that's threaded food, yeah. through the whole thing mm. yeah Mm.
1: And And to leave this as a last empowering thought is we get to decide what our life gets to be. It's always your destiny gets to be. So don't give that power away and reclaim that power if, if you know that we tend to give this power to anything else, anybody else.
0: It's always within us. So good, Grace. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Uh, I knew it was going to be juicy. I didn't know it was going to be quite that juicy. So (laughs) I really appreciate your wisdom and wonderfulness. And, um, of course, we will share all of the details on how people can connect to your work uh, in the show notes. Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. And I want to remind you that you can come join me on social on Instagram at lowtoxlife, or one word, or my personal Instagram uh, at underscore Alex with two X's, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T. On Facebook, you can find us at lowtoxlife uh, and, of course, lowtoxlife.com. And if you want additional support and community around leading a lowtox life, I can't recommend a better thing to do than to come join us at the Low Tox Club for just $49 Australian per year, which is about 29.30 US, about 27 euro and about 25 pounds. You get a stack of club member perks and the benefit of a beautiful private Facebook community. So check out the website, lowtoxlife.com, hit the Explore tab and you'll see join the Lotox Club as your very first option there. I hope to see you in there. If not, I will see you in our wider community sometime soon. Thanks again for tuning in.